Like many of you, I work at a boring desk job. And every couple of months, our boss makes us change our passwords, all simultaneously. So if you can imagine a small pool of cubicles where everybody has forgotten their password all in the same day, that's basically my work. And we are all very lazy workers. We will try to get away with as much as we can. And to avoid having to log in every single time we sit down and our terminal goes to sleep, we put videos on. Our, our cheat is YouTube. So imagine coming into a group of cubicles and everybody has a different YouTube video on, on loop. And it really tells you more about someone's personality than like a funny cat photo or a sports flag or something. Up until a couple days ago, uh, I had been putting on maybe uh, a fire uh, uh, crackling in the background or a YouTube video of an aquarium. But I recently got into something uh, that is far more interesting, and I'm going to encourage everybody by the end of the show to look into, and they are nesting eagle videos, specifically live cams of eagles. And I just want to tell you guys, um, bird people... So people that own birds or into birds, birds are their thing. They're not real people like us. <laughs> Bird people are uh, not normal, and they're very enthusiastic. Uh, by having these eagle videos in the background of my uh, computer, uh, I used to watch their chats. And so for the past few weeks, maybe a month now, um, they have their own language and lingo that I've gotten cued into. You never call it leftovers when an eagle leaves food in the nest. It's called nestovers. And baby eagles aren't babel eagles. They're eaglets. And calling mama bird anything at all, derogatory or even negative, equals a ban. If you want to find the politest group, the driest group of people on YouTube, people who are so calm and friendly but will ban you the moment you speak ill of an animal... Go on to YouTube and check out these eagle cameras. Now, something I didn't appreciate either right at the start is the stakes are real. If you go and watch a live eagle camera for one eagle season, you'll see some crazy things. See, I didn't understand this, that National Geographic, when they record their documentaries, they cut out the death most of the time. They cut out the sad things. They cut out the parts that would make you feel bad about watching the documentary if, until it gets to the end, the very end where they say, oh, well, global warming is causing problems, or this Fox family didn't make it. When you watch a season of Eagles Hatching, you'll see some things that actually make you sad, and we're going to get into that today. So my mission today is to talk about an eagle that I watched for months, and to convince Todd, who is a self-admitted jock, to watch one season of fledgling eagle hatching on YouTube. You're listening to The Re-Engineered You. This is a podcast about self-empowerment and all the myth, lies, and misconceptions we tell ourselves. Then we use science and history to bust those myths and re-engineer a better you. I'm your host, the introvert, Joe Anthony, <laughs> and today I'm hijacking the show because Todd, well, he made a mistake and told me I could for one episode. <laughs> and I'm Todd Laments, the extrovert. So, I want to talk a little bit, too, uh, about a book. Todd, have you ever heard of a movie called Blade Runner? Uh, yes. Have you seen it? Back in the day, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, what is Blade Runner about? Movie. Could you could you tell us about it? It's an old 1982 movie. Uh, Harrison Ford was in it. He's chasing androids around. Right. He's he's like a detective, and he's going to murder androids. Which they should call him a gun runner because he he doesn't like stab androids. He just shoots them. Um, but I bring this up because it's it's based on a Philip K. Dick novel called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Um, and that novel is more than eagles. That's the focus of today's episode. So we're going to talk about how, well, how it feels to watch eagles die or, or to face the elements and, and do incredible things. Um, but more, I want to focus on uh, what Philip K. Dick focuses on in, in his original novel. 
which is our connection to animals. Like, like where we stand in the animal kingdom, how separated we are actually from animals, and why it feels so good to watch your kitten over there play on the couch. Why it affects our brains with dopamine and oxytocin. We have a new addition to my house. It's a, a two-month-three-old beautiful kitten baby girl named Mia. So we're kitten crazy right now around here. I you didn't okay so for the record you did not buy a kitten for this episode because this is so well timed I can't even tell you so that that's not a vanity kitten it's 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 real right well I used to do um, I used to volunteer at the Humane Society and I used to do their Pet Smart their adoption events okay and what was hilarious to me was you get these big mean biker guys but when they get around puppies and kittens or dogs and cats they just they mush they melt yeah they do they really do <laughs> they, yeah that's awesome well uh i walked in here and uh todd is a big jock and as soon as the kitten was found in the couch cushions he was talking about look at this cute tiny <laughs> ball of fuzz yeah we, we stopped and admired the kitten for a moment so today our myths that we're getting into first off the first myth is humans are separated from nature. We've built big wooden boxes around ourselves made of gypsum and plywood and, and board. Uh, we put ourselves up on beds. Um, King Tut and Common had a fold-out camper bed with legs. And you can look this thing up online. It's pretty amazing. Uh, everything we buy is hyperallergenic and styral. And it, it's becoming more so. And now with COVID, we're distancing and hand washing. So we couldn't be you know, less connected to nature. It's so all the, thumbs, right? It's all thumbs, Joe. It's all thumbs, yeah. <laughs> so that's our first myth we're busting, is that we're separate from nature and it's better that way. Second myth. As humans, we set our own schedule. Electric lighting got us away from the split sleeping cycle that Ben Franklin wrote about. Uh, we can alter our circadian rhythm. Well, well I can with, with the help of melatonin and, and sleep cycling. I, I work graveyard. Um, that way we can sort of give the big middle finger to nature and say we sleep when we want to. Um, not when the sun goes down. Right. We will not obey the sun. <laughs> so that's another myth we're going to bust. And our third myth. Um, well, first off, I didn't bring it today, but um, I, I'm going to reveal my politics today on the show, and I don't encourage <laughs> anyone else to do this. I am uh, independent. Actually, when I registered independent, I found out that was a party, and then I had to register as non-party associated. So um, with that said, knowing that I don't have a party and I don't have politics per se, global warming is real, uh, COVID is real, <laughs> And, and politicizing natural events is like politicians arguing with each other during Pompeii's eruption. Arguing about politi politics, arguing about nature and, and global events is foolish and folly. So that's our third myth that I want to talk about. But first, we're going to talk about what happens to a channel of eagle fans when a mother bird goes missing. So... So we don't get sued. Uh, Todd, uh, are you familiar with the song Mad World by Tears for Fears? I know Tears for Fears, but not, not that particular track. Okay. If you're going to ask me to sing it, I'm not going to. I don't know oh, the words. <laughs> well, it's, it's a pretty sad song. And there's, there's a cover that they did for um, uh, Gears of War uh, uh, video game, I think. Um, just so the listener knows, we're actually going to play this so Todd knows the song, and I encourage everyone else to. It's the saddest song I could think of, and there's a reason for this. So one sec, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Todd listen to this, and then we're going to hit the so record button again. Tears for Fears, Mad World. Yes, so I'm going to have you listen to that for about a minute, and then we're going to get back to the story. Okay. Okay, so... We just watched the, the audio for um, the, the Tears for Fears cover that they put into the Gears of War uh, game. It, Todd, is that the saddest song you've ever heard? <laughs> yes, it's good funeral music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, when I first started watching this eagle nesting uh, channel, um, it, it's called the... Um, it's the Kenai Eagle Cam, so it's in uh, Kenai, Alaska. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, so uh, any listeners from Alaska can tell me. Um, so imagine that sad song uh, 
except a mother eagle goes missing and the father eagle is already gone by the time I started watching this camera. So there is one eagle chick in the nest alone uh, waiting for mom to return. So this is live time. You're catching this like you're already a season in already. You've missed a lot of action. Yeah, I, I got in when the eagle was about um, halfway to its its end weight. So it, it's a very small bird. Uh, and it's it's already... I'm late, so a soap opera has already happened by the time I get here. So I start watching this thing. Um, the father bird is missing. The, the father bird has been gone for a long time. The way eagles take care of birds, they do it in pairs. The father and the mother both bring back salmon. Um, and they usually have two eggs. So by the time I start on the channel, dad is gone. And one of the siblings is gone, too. And we'll get into why in a second. Um, so I jump into this channel. And it's the background that I'm using to hold my password so I don't have to enter into my terminal. I sit down and I see everybody in chat channel. And they're all freaking out. Because mom's been gone for 22 hours. And then I, because um, I don't understand the gravity or what these people have gone through over the past couple of months, I recommend everyone listen to that song. So if you scroll down in our, our doc here, um, so I'm not going to read any. I'm not going to read any names from the the chat channel here. Um, but there's a lot of people. This happened in the the Fourth of July, um, and so people are are very concerned. And there, uh, one person says, uh, believe me, I'm heartbroken to watch this nest unfold at the end of, you know, one life already being gone. Um, and and th they start talking as if the mother bird is not coming back. And so what they're watching is far worse than a nature documentary, like a, a comfy, you know, nature channel kind of documentary. Because what they think they're watching uh, at this moment when, when mama bird is gone, they think they're watching a chick slowly die. The, the idea is if the eagle is gone and she doesn't come back, this, this baby bird is going to perish. Uh, and then at the very last section of that chat channel, do you see the little Batman symbol? Yes. That's my avatar on YouTube. So if you see me on YouTube, make fun of me. Because I recommend everybody, this is what I said in chat, uh, what sad music are you all playing while you watch Denali wait for mom? And then I linked in... Tears for Fears, Mad World, the cover in Gears of War. <laughs> that comes off being kind of a smart ass. Some, yes. Some new kid to the, right? <laughs> it, it, it did come off or as me being a smart ass. Unsensitive. Unsensitive. That, now, that's what I want to tell the audience. That the, the reason I'm speaking this into the microphone, this is my redemption. This is my mea culpa because I did not know the gravity when I said that in chat. So I'm guessing you're on the outs with the bird world. You're trying to get back into our show. Is that what's going on? They banned five, <laughs> four or five people because they kept saying negative stuff while mom was gone. So, like, there's a guy in this chat, in this, in this thing. I won't read his name, but he's at the top there. He says, life is not warm and fuzzy. Wake up, everyone. He got banned. They, they, they started banning people who were too negative about mama bird not returning. I'm for that. I think we should do that in life, too. People are too negative. We'll yeah. So you're not, you're not allowed to play with this anymore. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> kindergarten style. If you're not nice, we don't want you here. Exactly. If it was a just world, they would have banned me, too, for recommending that song. But, uh, no, people played along. Everyone started linking in happy songs. They, they took my cue, they spun it, and they turned it into something positive because they're not monsters like me. Um, but, but I did do research because I wanted to know why is this such a big deal? Why would Mother Bird go missing? Um, so do you know, uh, one of the top human, human made reasons why eagles die? I don't know. I... It's, it's, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. It's lead poisoning. Really? But, but can you guess why eagles would get lead poisoning from us? I'm guessing from pollution or I mean, I don't know. Something they eat. Yeah. It's something they eat. So, uh, tell me. Okay. Uh, it's Bullets. They eat bullets? Yes. They find, they find stray bullets that were shot off and eat them? They go through, uh, when hunters get game in Alaska and they use like 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 shotgun shots right. and things, they they carve the organs out after they're done hunting an animal. So they, they only take the meat. They, they draw and quarter it yeah. in the field and they make an organ pile. And that organ pile usually contains bullets. And they eat the eat, they eat those organs and then they, they yeah. digest and then they die from the lead. Exactly for for the eagles, it's a free meal. 
Um, so I guess for it's the equivalent of us of finding a, 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 an empty taco truck on the side of the road and just gorging ourselves and then realizing there's probably something wrong with the tacos. But we're so hungry. It's food. Yeah. It's the most competitive season for food, so I, I, I don't blame the eagles. Um, so they eat these bullets, and normally uh, uh, most animals apparently um, can pass a bullet, except eagles have such um, – th- their stomach acid is such – because they're digesting, you know, animals, um, they actually start digesting the lead, and it circulates it in their body. So basically, they rapid die from lead poisoning because they've started digesting these bullets. Horrible. Yeah, that's that's how it was explained to me. So when I started making fun of this Eagle Channel, I did not understand the gravity, and I didn't know that that was at stake. So I, I later learned, like literally learned my lesson. So, um, but that's that's. That's the, the reason why these eagles might have gone missing. And, and again, the father is not returned. So I'm making fun of a, a single mother in the bird world taking care of her last hatchling. And everybody else in channel is freaking out. So if you would, Todd, could you make me feel better for being a, a jerk? Um, I was wondering if you could share with us I'll a bit of science that, that would make us feel uh, a little bit better when we when we hear you know things in nature. Why do we feel good about being in nature? Well, this is what the research has shown. The sound of birds alone makes us happy. A new study finds that listening to birds actually lifts people's spirits. And city dwellers that spend time near birds in parks or open windows are more upbeat than those who are limited to concrete jungles. Researchers at King's College in London developed a smartphone app called Urban Mind to monitor how a person's exposure to birdsong, trees, and sky with city affects their mental well-being. The researchers also tracked the users with GPS geotagging, finding and indicating both immediate and time-lagged associations between natural areas and mental well-being. When When the study participants were near birds, and natural environments, they usually experience an upswing in general mental mood, usually lasting for several hours. So just if I go out in nature and I hear the sound of birds, that's enough? Well, I used to do this thing called forest bathing. It's from Japan where you go out and you, and you just it's like meditating on a, on a hike. It's shocking how it resets you. <laughs> it huh. really calms you down. You know how high strung I am. Right. Pissed off most of the time I am. <laughs> so yeah, it actually works. And, and being out in nature too, with no straight lines or straight angles. Okay. So the the but the sound of nature plays a component to that? Absolutely. Um they find that the, the short term exposure to nature has measurable benef- beneficial impact on your mental well being. That's awesome. Okay, so the study also found that exposure to birdsong and nature increases those who are higher risk, risk of mental illness. So I've, I've spent a little bit of time on the psych couch a few times. <laughs> and one of the, the things that they talk about, almost, almost as a joke, is, is they say, we recommend everybody go spend time in nature. And the joke is that they know they're going to recommend that, that that's a, a broken record thing. Um, but I, so that really bears fruit. That actually does work. The sound is better for your mental health. It's it's better for your overall well-being. Um, let's talk about how animals in general make us happier, and are there health benefits to have having a pet, having a little Mia? Now, are you just justifying this because you got a kitten? <laughs> that was that was a my my partner said we're getting a we're we're getting a pet, so we're getting a pet, and, and I cook and clean for everything for everybody. So, <laughs> and she's adorable and laying on her back right now. Has zero regrets. So, how many how many pets have you owned throughout your life? I've always had pets. My family, I always joke about my family being a little rough around the edges. My family has something in common. We love animals, dogs, mm. cats, everything. My little sisters were all four H, so they were showing rabbits. And my mom has chickens at her house, dogs, cats, like a farm. Even though she doesn't live in this in, in farm place, she lives in the city, but she has a farm, <laughs> urban right. farm. farm. <laughs> And we talk to, we give them human names, and uh, we love animals. Well, I, I think that's a, a big benefit. And, and if you can't get a tiny Mia or a, a new kitten, 
Well, I'll tell you why. I haven't had any pets for as long as you've known me. I had a cat. I had this cat for 18 years. And I had her from when she was first born. I had her for 18 years. And I thought I'd be okay. You know, I've lost family members. And I was in the military. And I've seen death. Mm -hmm. Joe, I was so traumatized by the loss of her. It took me a couple years to get over it. And what was funny was I was really addicted to the little things. Feeding her every day. You know, yeah. just the routine of her, too. And I, I tell you, it was so traumatic that I said, I'm never getting another pet again because I don't want to feel like that. And I know a lot of people out there who have lost animals know how I feel. Oh, that's that's ironically where I'm at. I'm glad we're talking about this because um, I had a cat I was very attached to. And uh, before him, I had had uh, test subjects through, through college. I had uh, dwarf hamsters that I, I tried to make their brains bigger by changing their, their environment every day. That That's not a pet. That was just science. science. Um, but uh, I had a cat named Brock, and, and he would follow me everywhere, even outside. And if there was any danger nearby, like we're, we're going through the park or something, he would jump up onto my shoulders and ride so he wouldn't have to face down dogs and things. Oh, so, wow. so he was just a, he was a special cat. He was awesome, yeah. and and I think he eventually got taken. But uh, and everyone detests to that. Every animal has its own personality. They can be the same breed, born from the same parents, but they, right. they just have a unique personality. Oh, absolutely, and, and they they make us happier. So. I want to get you a little bit caught up on on the eagle thing. I learned my lesson, and now I want you to learn my lesson, Todd. So I'm going to be a little bit cruel. I'm a little tactful, more tactful than you are. You are. So you are absolutely <laughs> are. So uh, in chat, the, the people on this channel, the, the Kenai Eagle Cam channel, Kenai Alaska, they were very, very patient with me, and somebody recommended I go watch videos from other eagle cams and how those nests have had hard times, which... Again, something you don't get from nature documentaries. This basically meant that I was watching um, eagle snuff videos, <laughs> unfortunately. And it's, it's, not just, it's not just them dying. There's, there's weird stuff that happens. So um, first, in, in real time, so make sure you're on the mic when you see this stuff. Todd, could you click on that first video that it has in our, our drop-in? Yeah. Uh, it's going to come up with a black and white video, and this is from Eaglet Falls Out of Fraser Point Nest. Oh wow! So it fell right up, like a falling off a cliff, and then the just in, in its sleep, like it it moved, it just rolled, and then the the parent is like, "Oh God, what's happened?" Kind of. Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna be too cruel. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this for you. That eagle survived. So when it rolled out of the nest like that, it, it it's gut wrenching. Um, but that was only about eight feet up. Uh, uh, that particular eagle nest, it's monitored by the city. So, And these nests are big, beautiful. I mean, I'm not explaining these, but they're majestic. Yeah, you know, these nests are huge. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, it's it's half the size of a person. It's like it's like almost like a bed. It's a pillow top, sealy, <laughs> right? with, with 10,000 thread yeah. cut out, yeah. <laughs> hand built, it's, it's claw a, built. Big disc of straw. Uh, but when you look at down at these, they, they bring in uh, the nest materials they use, the eagles. They bring in really, really fine mosses that are that are uh, repel insects. They, they bring, yeah, these, he's joking, but th there really are. They're, they're intricate and soft and, and interesting. Um, so I'm going to, um, that was the, that was the warm up. That was the, this one actually didn't die. So I could, so I could tease you into it so the next one we're going to watch unfortunately this one this one did perish so could you click on the the big bear uh nest the one that, that went from exposure oh wow this is beautiful you can see the view you can see it like an ocean river view absolutely no it's gorgeous it is gorgeous <laughs> so there are two eagles there um one of them is is struggling it's surviving oh you can tell now the sadness here is, is it looks um, sick and the other one looks like it's really trying to comfort it and talk to it yeah yeah this is pretty sad yeah um it looks weak and compromised yeah skip ahead to uh 445 that's when it, its head starts rolling back 
you can see the the bird fighting for death dying yeah so uh, you go and hit pause on that or, or stop it um yeah so these get rough these get really rough um and i encountered that several times in our eagles the the kanai camera um i would see people bail out of chat and not come back people would say this is too much to watch or, or they would say, I, I can't watch another nest go bad. They, 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 they call them basically tragedy nests. Um, it's, it's hard when you're an animal lover, too. You're extra It absolutely it. is. And you want to go and help. Oh, we're, we're getting to that point. <laughs> so, um, so there's another video down here. It's called Spur the Eagle. So would you mind clicking on that? That's our nest. So that, that's the one that, I'm, um, that I've been watching. So this is one of the two eagles that this mother eagle had. See the babies, they're cute. So watch this one as it loses its footing. So they're feeding the, feeding the babies. Oh no! So it's just on the edge of the nest, and the nest uh. just gives away a little bit, and the, the eaglet slides off the side, almost like in, in cartoons where like it's pedaling its feet, but it can't quite get purchase. And then as it goes, the, the mama eagle watches. She watches the whole time. And, and the rest of this video, it's sad because she just watches over the edge looking for her baby the, the whole time. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. And it, she doesn't have hands. Like, there's really nothing she can do. Um, so this, this, this cam that I've been watching, it gets intense and people get very invested. You're going to send all these links to the listeners so they can see this absolutely we're, we're posting all of these us talking is not doing this justice i promise you the, no no it is really it is. they're beautiful birds and the views and the nest and the, it's very detailed i mean you yeah. can see if you feel like you're there so we're going to watch one more video before we move on from our from our history discussion uh the last video is the same bird her name is aurora this is the eagle that i've been watching for about a month and a half um this is her defending the nest from another predator uh it, it's it's i think it's a hawk um, but this oh thing swoops God. in looking for food, and then she she goes yeah she goes to town on it. <laughs> she goes after it with her wings. That's that's amazing. That was a big bird, not as big as her, but big. Yeah, they're they're huge. So you you don't just get watching these cameras. You don't just get majestic sort of eagles in the background doing nothing. They deliver food multiple times a day, so you get to watch them kill stuff and and pick things apart for their babies. You get to watch gut-wrenching things, and, and you get to see them defend their nests. So it's pretty awesome. Um, I think it would be good education for a, an endangered species that's almost extinct, right? I have learned so much about eagles, not just the, the lead, but I've learned so much in the past couple of weeks. It's, it's crazy. We'll, we'll get to those factoids uh, when we get to the third part. Um, so uh, the people in chat start discussing railings. And what they mean by that, again, bird people have their own language. Um, birds, especially when they're born, are not graceful walkers. Um, and, and this mother bird is a scrapper. She has a scar on her head in all these videos because she, she will fight. So what she does is after the first bird dies by falling out of that nest, um, she started putting up sticks. Like she started bringing back sticks and putting in railings. So all the videos after this, you'll notice that the nest is surrounded by heavier sticks to keep the, the other bird Fortifying in. her. Right, Exactly. So, um, oh, and then there are there are fake out moments. So, uh, if you scroll down, there's another picture. We'll have linked to the website. There was a day I logged in where everybody in chat was. Like, there was a lot of people like, "What's wrong with baby bird?" And you'll see the mama bird is sitting on top of what looks like a dead baby. Um, and and after about thirty minutes, it finally moved, and we realized that she was sheltering it from the rain. So it was a fake out. <laughs> the the eagle the eaglet was fine. Uh, the Denali is the, what the people in chat ended up naming it. Um, but it, it it's one of those things where it, it it that that relief moment of seeing that everything is fine, that these birds are fine. It, it's I've it's I almost feel like an old lady like like. You ever you ever had like an aunt or a grandmother who just like talks about the squirrel family in her backyard, <laughs> or, or like the, the well, birds you, that have made a you nest? You flirted with insanity before, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that. I have a connection to these birds now, which is uh, it's a weird place to start. This all came from I wanted a, a, a screensaver for my computer, and now I'm hooked into this this drama. So. 
tell me I'm not crazy. Could you? Is there? This is actually very interesting. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the us talking about it does it justice, though. It, no. it's just it's a really beautiful thing, and if you like babies and drama and life and death, which is about as high as stakes as it gets, right? Yes, it's, it makes for a great series that we watch on Netflix. It absolutely does. It's it's far more exciting uh, to watch this than I thought it would be. Just to have it in the background. I'll be writing, like I'll be sitting there uh, working on an episode or working on a contest entry, and I'll see the mama bird swoop in with a big salmon, and I'll get happy. I, I, I've I've realized that um, uh, daylight and, and seeing stuff happen with, with the animal kingdom it makes me weirdly happy, where I'm rooting for something. On point. A blue. F- uh, I'd like to talk about how blue light affects our brains. Okay. Okay, this is some other research I did. The main source of blue light is the sun, and our bodies are programmed to respond to that light. During the day, the blue light and sunlight boost our attention, our memory, our energy levels, even our reaction times. It's the signal to our brains that we should be up and about. Okay, so when we have like blue light everywhere in our house, like my, the computer right now, I'm, I'm staring at the computer we're recording on, it's blue. Like the background is blue, the the edges of the screen are blue, programs are blue. It's not real light. It's not. We're not. It's not good for us. Okay. And we all know that now with how staring at screens all day, and now that's become a term. No more screens, right? Okay. I'm getting a headache. I can't do any more screens, especially now. I can't do any more Zoom meetings. So is that why I can't sleep when I have my screens on? Blue light can affect your sleep and potentially cause disease. Until the event of artificial lightning. The sun was the major source of lighting, and people spent their evenings in darkness. Now, in much of the world, evenings are illuminated, and we take easy access to the lumens pretty much for granted. But we may be paying a price for basking in all that light. All night, light throws the body's biological clock, the rhythm, out of whack. Sleep suffers. Worse, research shows that it may contribute to cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. Okay, so when we have basically the fake sun in our face throughout the night, like after dinner when I turn out, you know, put my phone out, that that's basically emulating the the signals it would send to my brain. And we live in in a big we live in the suburbs. We live in Portland and Right. The, it, it's bright, right? It's not all dark the time. At night. All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always it's lit. <laughs> and between and I have the screens everywhere. It's not uncommon for me to have the TV on, two laptops. But, right. You know, <laughs> I, I have. Am, a, yeah. I'm in a tanning bed of screens pretty much all day. <laughs> but for Joe, Joe works has worked graveyards for years, and and um, he does a lot of his work at 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 night. So he hasn't slept good, healthy. In, in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what is that thing that they say working graveyard takes? Was it seven years off your life? It's the same as smoking. Like it's, it's, it's smoking. Yeah. Uh, chain smoking, I think, is what they compare it to. He's the only graveyard person that I've ever seen that doesn't have that look, that ragged. You don't have that ragged look that most <laughs> do. <laughs> that tired gray. It's because I've been bags under their eyes. eyes. <laughs> I, I, I don't drink caffeine anymore. It's a friggin' vampire, I, yeah, I sleep eight hours a day, every day. So I, I well, most days. Um, so the three main quotes we just got there, I just want to share with the, the readers. We got that from um, harvardhealth.edu. Uh, and the article is, Staying Healthy, Blue Light Has a Dark Side. It's a fantastic article. So do you want to share with us how blue light can be helpful? Aha. The color blue also increases creativity. So you as a fantasy writer, this is good for you. So that so there is a reason why so many apps and things have a blue background. That's right, because it makes you more creative. Okay, well, that, that, that makes sense. So be creative, and then when you're not creative, go to sleep. And who Turn doesn't want to be more creative in some, whatever lane they're in, right? right? We all use a little bit more creativity. right. I wonder if painting everything with blue would help. Oh, man, that's why Blue Man Group is painted blue. They're all creative, right? (laughs) So uh, we talked a little bit about uh, what happens when you watch a a baby eagle starve to death in a nest. (laughs) That's not, um, spoiler, that's not what happens to Denali the eaglet, the one we're watching from the Kanai Eagle Cam. 
uh, over the course of about 22 hours, uh, our chat window exploded and people started coming up with crazy ideas. I was one of those crazy ideas, unfortunately. Again, I'm not proud of this because I, I, every joke I made when I was trying to cheer people up in this Eagle channel, I found out was a real problem that had happened. So uh, our, our, our eaglet, Denali, is the, the lone eaglet, the, the last baby eagle in this nest. And for 22 hours, Mama doesn't come back, and she's the only adult that could feed this eagle. So we're, we're basically watching a, a tiny eagle starve. And I, I wrote into the chat window, uh, why don't we drive up there with an ice chest full of salmon and an eagle costume? <laughs> And wouldn't you know, aside from the eagle costume, uh, that's <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> oh, so you're trying to look like the mom? Is that what you're Yeah, thinking? yeah. I'm saying, like, why don't we, we can feed this baby eagle? Like, what's the problem I'm here, concerned guys? that more than just you thought this wasn't a good idea. Oh, oh, they, the people in this channel are so smart, they knew this had happened already on other channels. I see this as a second degree. These people at least all have master's degrees in this. Yes. um, They actually do call out some people. uh, Okay, so some people put eagle in their name in the channel. You can see that. Uh, Some people are actually eagle experts. Some of these people have degrees. So um, whenever I come up with something dumb, they, they they explain to me why it's dumb, which I'm very grateful for. And again, you, when you look at these videos, these, is, these are not Disney movies because they have names. They are really little, cute, fuzzy. <laughs> I yes. mean, you don't want anything bad to happen to these guys, I promise. The not, baby not eagles a single one of you. are so fluffy and cute. Like, they, they look like something you would give somebody on Easter. Yeah, just like this giant up. chick kind of thing, only yeah. cuter. So, um, Apparently, uh, there have been a couple of nests where crazy people, namely people like me, have tried to drive out and show up with food. And so for that reason, the cities no longer publish where these nests are located. Because we'd go get them. Because we would we'd go try to save In an eagle suit with a uh, cooler full of salmon eggs. Yes, yes. <laughs> we would regurgitate them out. <laughs> I can see this whole thing. Show up with a, a tequila mixer and salmon <laughs> and, and some bait and just yeah, blend a, blend them a margarita and climb a tree. Um, so uh, they talked me down, uh, the people in channel, and after 22 hours, uh, uh, Mama Bird did come back. So it, it was not a, a fatal problem, but. Um, the the people at the um, uh, the people at the Kenai station uh, apparently the city that's the other part is is somebody in chat actually contacted the city so I'm not the only one this invested I, I'm I'm saying let's drive out there with fish somebody was smarter and they actually just called the city and asked would you intervene if Mama didn't come back and the answer is no they wouldn't uh, the the city said they put up the nest and they put up the camera for people. But they won't take a hand in sort of the natural course, which which is smart. They make some cold blooded bastards, but it's 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 smart. It, well, it's, then, it's, it's, then it's nine one one call every time, right? You know? Yeah, and they would have people show up in this time. Costumes. It's the real one, yeah, yeah. So when I said that I finally understand sports, it's because I watch this damn eagle camera. Like I, I'm I'm rooting for an animal to come back and feed its young. And when it shows up, I feel like I've done something. So, Is there a way we can create some kind of a nest that's safer? I don't I don't you know, know how I mean? many of these are, are created for... Uh, would they not use it? They probably wouldn't Maybe they it. wouldn't use it. Maybe they're only using the eagle stands that they've they've partially created. I mean, I've, I've watched the mama move sticks around, so I know that they are capable of doing it. It's just once in a while you have a tragedy. So, I hate to do this um, because it makes us one of those podcasts, like the, the political podcasts that get into this. But can we talk a, a little bit about global warming? Like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about the Not projections. Just the, just the facts. Just, just All things right. that we know for absolute certain have happened that, that aren't projections. They're not models. They're things that have come to pass. Okay, which country is the biggest losers? When it comes to sea levels rise. Now that the answer to that question is from the World Bank, the World Economic Forum reported last week, and it's from 37 countries. These are islands mostly, coastal coastal countries, obviously, from 1961 to 2017. 
on rising waters. Okay, so those are your places that have lost land? Have had the most land loss. So okay. It's a, it's a ranking by percentage. Okay, the most dramatically impacted country was St. Kitts and Nevis in the Caribbean, which are small islands, which okay. is which has shrunk 90 square kilometers or 35 square miles approximately. Oh, yeah. for an island, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it's waterfront too, right? It's a valuable real estate there. Ecuador came up with a loss of, of just over 10%. And at 28,000 kilometers, which is about 11,000 square miles. Vietnam was third with a loss of about almost 5% of its total area. So it's substantial. Wow. You're, well, yeah, if, if it's... I didn't think about it that way until you said it. But like 5%, if it was like in the middle of nowhere. Like if, say, uh, God forbid, America lost like Montana... Right. It would just or parts be like, of Texas oh, we've got where a there's hole. no, where it's just as far as you can see in Nebraska, there's no families. Right. Or anything. But if it's five percent of all your waterfront property, that's that's crazy. And these are the other. There's a lot of other countries too, and there's ten of them. I'm not going to give you all the percentages, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they're well-known countries: Bulgaria, Seychelles, Cuba, Sweden, Iraq, El Salvador, <clears throat> and Japan. Even. Okay, so these aren't. <clears throat> Small islands I've never heard of, so major places are losing yeah, Sweden, real estate. Sweden, Japan, right? Okay. So uh, that's so it's for sure a cost. The new research shows that some 150 million people are now living on land that will be below water by 2050. And that's from the New York Times. Now, I think one of the reasons why it's unpopular to share news like that um, is because it's a downer. Uh, Todd, you want to you want to hear some something good news? I'd love some good news. Okay, <laughs> it was just between the baby birds dying and then the, that's all it's been all so far. Land. It's yeah, been it's been right. eagles dying, I baby birds falling out of nests, and, and us losing yeah. land. It's hard being your friend. It's not easy. I'm I'm a downer. <laughs> so um, so I, I mentioned before that Aurora, the mother eagle, did come back on this channel, um, and. Apparently, she was gone because the tide was out, uh, and it was hard for her to get fish. So when she came back, she came back with other birds. So in this in this YouTube video, we're going to scroll down here, and I'd like you to take a look at these pictures. Um, she showed up with baby, uh, or other birds, for her baby to eat, because if you can't find fish, just eat the neighbors, I guess. Right, like the hawk tried to do to her babies. Exactly, yeah. So she, she came back with other bird in her talons, and when she returned... I, I swear to God, this is a real thing. We're posting it. The baby eagle that was waiting for 22 hours actually held out her wings to welcome her mother, like she yeah. was giving her a hug. <laughs> you can see. Can you see these pictures? It's, it's very sweet. It yeah, is. It looks like a bat almost. Like yeah, come to yeah. We missed you. Where have you been? Right, right. So I, I've said this before. Like I said, it, it's kind of like the uh, crazy old lady who watched the birds nest in their backyard and won't stop talking about it. Except way better. It's what, what about doing narration? Since you have a liking to this, this could use a good narrator like this. <laughs> you know? I'm the the David Attenborough. Of, <laughs> yeah, uh, the the eagle cam with the naming and everything. It's not a bad idea, right? I'll, I'll it's it's a free camera with with about a hundred people a day who are on logged in watching this. So it's it's you gotta start somewhere, Joe. We're not yeah. gonna start with the Tiger King here. I, I, sh- I should accept all fake facts. Just be like, eagles yeah. are part of the legume family. Like, like just can make up everything. Yeah, it's all but fictionalized, yeah. I, I, will, I will share a couple of uh, uh, real eagle facts, uh, if you'd like. Um, these, are, these are ones I found out by watching the channel and having experts in the channel drop in little fun facts now and again. Just, just every couple of hours, they'd be discussing, and I'd find something very fascinating. Um, so I already mentioned the, the antimicrobial nesting material they use. It's not just straw, and it's not just like bits of, uh, of you know, wood. They actually bring back um, uh, mosses that are uh, antimicrobial. And basically the stuff we try to get for, for bedding. It's, it's antimicrobial, anti-insect. Uh, another fun fact is that... Um, uh, if they, while they're growing these eaglets, they have something called blood feathers. 
and that that sounds disturbing and weird. <laughs> yeah, um, like blood sausage kind of thing. Yeah. Right, right. Turns out um, the way their feathers grow. I hadn't thought about this, but like, okay, so if you have like a, a quill pen, you, you've seen like you know the like what Shakespeare wrote with that that feather pen, and it's <laughs> it's hollow on the inside. Yeah, That's how yeah. it holds the ink in. Um, that apparently isn't how like when feathers start to grow, they apparently have blood in those hollow spots. So like fingers, kind of. Right, and while they're growing, they're full of blood, and they have blood all the way to the tip, and so it keeps pumping out basically cells for the for the feather to grow, to keep growing, yeah, to grow yeah. long to its full length. Right, and you said nails. That's that's perfect. You you're right on because that's keratin. So these feathers are basically keratin, and as they grow, they they have blood in them, and then once they stop growing, when they're basically full grown eagles, the blood seeps away like it, it seals off and it becomes a hardened feather so it becomes like the quill so a blood feather means it's a, a feather in development um but but i learned that and the the fact about lead poisoning and their their feeding habits i mean you you basically you watch a season of this you become an expert on whatever bird you watched and there are nesting cameras for all types of birds there's eagle cameras condor cameras uh, osprey cameras well, for someone like me who's not doesn't want to go out in the woods for more than a urban hike, you know, I think a bird watching standing out there with those binoculars for fifteen hours, this is a lot more enjoyable, a lot more intimate too. Yeah, and you have so many people you could watch it with who are you know have a genuine interest. Right. It's it's. I hate to say it. I'm sorry, real bird watchers out there. It's not as boring. Like it's it's <laughs> it's much more satisfying for me to have it on in the background of my computer screen and see mama bird swoop in with a, a giant fish once in a while. Like it's and we cheer. We yeah, open our wings and welcome her. Yeah, we we all put our hands up in a V and we say welcome back. Um, so the last picture I dropped in for you to look at, and again, we'll, we'll post these, is uh, that night, that was the, the, after 22 hours, they roosted together. So you can see the mama bird and the baby bird curled up together in that nest. And that's, that's sort of how this story ends. Um, and if you, if you click on that link, we're going to do it. Um, you click on it and I'll click on it. It's a silent link, so don't worry. This is the actual uh, eagle cam that's going on right now. And that's the, like I said, the, the Can I Eagle Cam. And that's the baby bird sitting there. The mom is out. You can see feathers around the nest. So it, they've eaten recently. They've eaten a neighbor recently. Um, so it's it's going on right now. And you this can. This is true reality TV. The, the the nest is shaking. The tree's shaking. The elements. There's no acting. This is all real life. Right. Stakes are high. This is good reality TV. The baby isn't doing anything right now, but when you when you log in, sometimes you'll see her like doing weird bird jumping jacks. She's very clumsy, which is adorable. Um, but sometimes you'll see her doing stretches because she has to like get her wings ready to fly and things. So yeah, you you do get action, and and when she comes back with other creatures, sometimes they're still alive when they get into it. So it, it can get a little bit bloody, but it's it's fun. Well, I have to admit. When you brought up the idea of this episode, I thought you were off your meds again and lost your mind. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you guys, you're going to watch this, and you're thinking we're crazy. You're going to watch this, and it's going to touch you. It's going to hit you hard in the heart, I promise. If you're an animal lover, be prepared, because this is very powerful stuff. Thank you for sharing it with me, Joe. That's excellent. Now, now I expect in the future an episode where you convince me to watch a season of sports. <laughs> and after you watch a fledgling oh, camera, I will watch something like that. Just the fact that you called it sports is showing that you're already so <laughs> yeah. far off. He said, do you like sports or are you going to talk to someone Sport ball. You got, yeah. Exactly. You got to be painfully specific when you talk about sports. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say the sport. So we talked a little bit about Philip K. Dick. In Philip K. Dick's book, The Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, Philip K. Dick imagined a world where animals were so rare and the natural world had been brutalized so badly that we desperately tried to recreate our connection by using science. In Do Androids Dream and also in Blade Runner, we forged a connection using false animals. They, they were clones. If you ever watch Blade Runner, you notice that a huge theme is trees are dead, animals are all fake, they've all got serial numbers on them, or they've been cloned. And... Doing the research for this episode and going through and watching the Eagles, it, it kind of 
reminded me of of this book. It reminded me of that future that sci-fi writers have been warning us about. Now, if you think I'm too far off the mark, if you think I'm a little bit crazy for associating our world with with Phil K. Dick and and fake animals, I'd just like to remind everybody that in 2019, Pokemon was the top-selling game worldwide, and that robot dogs and robot pets like the Japanese Comfort Seal are expected to become a marketing boom by 2023. And this is not just me saying this. This is Hasbro and Sony Research saying this. So these are people who, who specialize in studying what the market wants. They're saying fake animals, robot animals, will become a huge booming industry soon. And Pleo, there, there's a, a robot dinosaur for $500 that uh, famously came out, and it was being tortured to death on YouTube because it had realistic uh, uh, sounds it would make when you, when you damaged it. It's now come back with, with a new model. So we have all these products coming out for fake animals. So if you think that it's a sci-fi fantasy I'm quoting, we're really looking at a future that we're eking into. And lastly, global warming may or may not have been caused by man, but we've stopped politicizing it quite as much. Uh, 80% of Americans now believe in global warming, and we believe it's been a human factor. And that's a huge uptick, according to the Washington Post. But to be honest, that needs to be 100%, because it should have never been a politicized issue. So I encourage everybody, and I encourage my partner Todd, find your connection to nature. It can be small, it can be passive, it can be vicarious, it can be free. But do it before all we have left is Pokemon and smart pets. Get your YouTube background to be an eagle nesting cam on nature, or do what Todd did and get yourself a kitten. You've been listening to The Re-Engineered You. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You mean the world to us. We have a new episode every week. Connect with us at reengineeredyou.com, where we have research links, show notes, and blog articles for each of our episodes. We also appreciate feedback. And we love spirited debates. We're not experts in anything, but we've got an opinion on everything. We also like to hear when other people have an opinion on everything. So, Todd, would you mind reading us a a review of our show? And we got a five-star written review from Julio and Modesto. And it says, Life lessons have been learned. I'm not a huge fan of many podcasts. But listening to the wise words that have been shared is nothing short of fantastic. I was in a relationship a couple years ago where I wish I could have read this message before. It's not easy, but you guys made it easy to think about and to explore. Thanks for your kind words, Julio. We appreciate you. That's awesome. Thank you.